4: Game two of the NBA finals. The Suns really aren't playing all that well, and they lead the Bucks by seven. Forty-eight yep. to forty-one. Two and a half to go before halftime. Milwaukee had a great start, and then Phoenix has just sort of bulldozed them. And again, it's not like Phoenix is playing great, but they are playing well enough. Devin Booker is shooting horrendously, and still the Suns have a seven-point lead. Uh, we're going to keep you updated on this game early and often throughout the night. But you know, listen, just a couple of things that we've talked about the last couple of nights. You know, following Game One into Game Two, is that, You know, I, I talked about how if the Sun, if the Bucks are going to get back in this, you got to load up and stop Chris Paul. Right? Forget about Devin Booker, Deandre Ayton. Make Chris- make-, make Chris Paul affect the game as little as possible. Make him work going up and down the floor, get the ball out of his hands. Milwaukee hasn't done that and the reason this is going to work and why I said this is because Devin Booker is struggling struggling he can't shoot he hasn't shot well in three weeks make him make shots and still you seeing tonight he started out three for eleven from the floor this is why I say load up on Chris Paul and make Devin Booker beat you because I don't know that he can and still even with him starting a game like this Chris Paul has been able to run the game so far and this is why the Suns have an eight-point lead with a couple minutes left to go in the second quarter. Mike Harmon, I can be an NBA coach. <laughs> I would have the Bucks closer in this game. I would have it all working for them. I'm telling you.
6: 14 assists thus far for the Suns on 20 makes. Uh there's your tale of the tape 11 of 23 from 3 point range a lot of drive, slip the screen, kick back out, getting good production Bridges and Cam Johnson already hit a couple of threes. Uh, but to your point Booker, five assists. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody
4: everybody's from. piling
6: up the assists. But that's, that's got just another it. assist on another shot. <laughs> but that's it. Just keep keep moving the ball. Get create space and then you saw the Bucks first quarter after one is what we saw, three-point lead, and they played bully ball, right? Everything was points in the paint, second shots, big efforts, 13 of 28 overall. They took four three-point shots. Second quarter, nope, let's abandon that. Let's start bombing away. And now they are four of 15 from three-point range for the game instead of continuing to play with the bigs uh, as they were. Just a curious switch for Budenholzer. Not getting it done defensively, uh, but on the offensive end, also abandoning what was working. It was a three-point deficit. Yes, the Suns weren't playing well, but – If you're going to be able to work on the inside, look, they weren't calling fouls for anything. Uh, At this point, you've only had nine total fouls called uh, in this game. Bucks didn't have one called until four minutes into the second quarter, for crying out loud, Uh, just letting them be aggressive and get to work. Um, The last, DeAndre Ayton, he's only got two points. Still plus 10 on the game, but from the offensive end, He's been uh, a non-factor thus far. So it's curiosity uh, just what Budenholzer is really trying to think here. We've given you both looks. Now let's see what we do in the second half, I guess.
4: You know, the, the thing is, we talk about this a lot, is teams having an identity. And when you have your identity and you know who you are, you are that portends to more success for you because, hey, you know where the ball needs to go. You know the pecking order. You understand this is, this is what we need to do to succeed. When you have an identity, you know this is how we need to play. The Bucks need to play like we're a big team. And they did that in the first half. And in the first quarter, they did that the entire way in the first quarter. As you said, they were in the paint. They were making shots. This was who they need to be against this Suns team. And it wasn't that they didn't have to they, – they, they've lost their identity can't find it. They had it. And then they lost it completely in the second quarter. Because you can say, all right, is Phoenix playing a little bit better? Yeah, but that's not stopping the Bucks from taking all those threes. And when they get down court, it, they, they look a little hesitant with how they want to set up their offense. Do we want to run it through Giannis? Do we not? Do we want Drew Holiday to take 45 shots tonight? Because that's kind of what he's on pace for. So in, in the second quarter, it's, they've kind of lost what they did and what made them successful. And it really, it, 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 it's, it's baffling. That when you figure, all right, coming off the first quarter, we won the first quarter quarter right we won the first quarter this is what we need to do we came out in game two we're up by three more of the same more of this and then instead you wind up taking threes you wind up doing what you shouldn't be doing and, and it one play just stands for the entirety of it Giannis is baited into taking a three he is completely baited into it because the defender is like ten feet off of him. And Giannis dribbles into dribbles in over, over the arc a little bit. The defender still takes te- is still ten feet away. He comes back a little bit. Nobody is within any they're saying, go ahead, take. It's like on the playground where you go, dude, go ahead, take it. I'm just gonna go get the rebound. <laughs> and and Giannis, who doesn't make threes, decided, okay, they're daring me. It's a it's a mono a mano thing. I'm gonna take the three. He misses. Phoenix gets the rebound. They go down the other way and get a basket. It's it's things like this that show you that that Milwaukee has lost their identity a bit and and kind of has gotten from hey this first quarter where we knew everything into the second quarter where well what are we going to do? we are just going to rely on Drew Holiday to take these shots and Middleton and you know these guys aren't making anything um when your big shooters are a combined 5 for 24 yep. keep Throwing the ball inside. Keep dumping it inside. Use Brooke Lopez more. Obviously, more Giannis. He's got 10 shots. He's playing pretty well. Uh, that's kind of where you need to go, and this is why the Bucks are down and the Suns are going into halftime with at least a double-digit lead.
6: Well, and as we, we talked about coming out of game one, I think we might have been the only ones to mention it. They lost Dario Saric to an ACL injury. Remember when he limped off? We talked about it right after. It's like they've got no bigs. They've got nobody uh, in the low post, so why are you going away from it? You've got Portis that works down there. You got Brooke Lopez. I know he likes hanging out at the three-point arc. Go back and show him the tape of his 33-point performance, where it was just layup after layup on the interior. And obviously, Giannis got off to a to a big start. But you know, to your point uh, about Holiday, he decided very early on, I'm going to be aggressive, right? He must have read way too many tweets about his passivity, or listen to us here. Uh, in the post, getting up 14 shots, that's great, but you're broke. You're broke. You're not hitting. Keep moving the ball. Find the open man. Forbes, Connaughton, guys that are that are going to hit from the outside or just really attack the interior. P.J. Tucker's got seven points and four boards, right? I mean, just you got to know your identity. And, yes, teams are going to scheme to take some of it away from you, but you want to get into a track meet with these guys. and and try to outshoot them, it's not going to happen. You don't have the personnel. You got the bigs. Go to work. You got six turnovers in that first half from the Suns. They had nine all game last last time out. So taking advantage of those opportunities, you had a a slight rebounding advantage in in the first half. But right now, going away from what that early dominance was on the points in the paint just makes no sense at all.
4: Uh, it has just gone to halftime. The Suns lead the Bucks by 11, 56-45. Giannis leading the way. He's got 12 for the Bucks. Bridges with 13. Devin Booker, apparently he's worth a point a shot. He's taken 12 shots. He's got 10 points. Uh, meanwhile, Chris Paul, 8 and 3 rebounds to go along with a couple of assists. Uh, again, the Suns didn't really play that well. They're up by 11. The Bucks played worse, and so they're down. And really, th- this goes along with the theme of the playoffs as well. As neither of these teams are really great, they're they're the best of what's they, they've survived. Everybody is kind of where it's at, right? It's like when you look at a horror film and you see the the girl who makes it all the way to the end. You're like, she's not the strongest, all right? She's the, the, the smart girl got killed. Uh, you know, the the football player got killed. Uh, you know, but how, how did she make it? How does she make it all the way? My money would not be on her all the way till the end. And that's kind of where you're at with these teams. No, you know, Suns and the Bucks. Although I did pick the Bucks to go to the finals before the play started but this show like you're you're not we're not getting tremendous basketball here in either of the first two games uh so this illustrates that point that yeah neither of these teams is really great they're more outlasting everybody else and right now this is what the Suns are doing through a game and a half they are outlasting the bucks up by 11 at the break
6: and that's fine right it, it looks style points don't matter they give you the hardware you're a champion forever People can moan about it. There can be 30 for 30s and and giant documentaries. Hell, you could do a feature film on one of these guys if you decide to. It doesn't matter. You're still a champion. Survive, outlast. Steal all the slogans from Survivor. Pay him the rights and take it on because that's what these NBA playoffs have been and all the crying and hand-wringing from everybody in the media, folks uh, that work with us here on the Greater Fox Network, going over to ESPN, CBS. Keep on going down the line nobody seems to be happy how about you just grab some popcorn and watch some basketball or if you don't like it go and do something else plenty of reality tv shows for you to catch up on twitter at how about a
4: fresca mike at swollen dome the jason smith show with my best friend mike Harmon. Uh, so we'll keep you updated on this game throughout the night of course but another big story to get to out of the nba today uh it was a very adventurous day for james harden Harden, who is in Paris for Fashion Week. Again, let that sink in for a second. James Harden in Paris for Fashion Week. That's like saying Jason Smith in Paris for
6: Fashion Week. No, James Uh, Harden has style. You have none. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm sorry. I,
4: I wear all my best clothes to strip clubs. I, you're right. I, I wear all my best clothes there. Uh, so he's in Paris for Fashion Week. He gets stopped by police on the street but is not arrested, is not taken into custody. Uh, this according to the city prosecutor's office. Uh, what the media reports say is that there was a car stopped after police smelled marijuana. Harden was apparently nearby tried to intervene when police were figuring out what's going on in this car and then he was let go now he's been hanging around with Kanye West and Lil Baby Lil Baby who according to reports is someone that they took into custody he said okay Lil Baby uh this smell this cannabis all of these things so this is what's been going on today Harden is able to uh, uh evade the any sort of a punishment again and we don't know exactly what went on before again these reports are coming in the video you See James Harden getting frisked on the street, uh, but you had little baby who was booked for possession of marijuana or cannabis, as they are calling it in, in France, because that's what they do.
6: Uh, so its the legal is the legal term. It I is the legal put- term. It'll it, put it weed on the report. No. It is illegal
4: in France, but that that is how they legally put
6: it on. But again, that's the point. Remember that point? It goes back to the whole uh, Richardson's case of last week, talking about the globe. Look at this. These guys got pulled over in Paris. Everybody thinks, oh, happy-go-lucky Paris. No. Still Mm. illegal, man.
4: (laughs) Uh, now, and here's why. Here's why you got stopped. And, and here's the thing. Now, if you're going to light it up, right? And this is not James Harden, because Harden was the one that he looked, he was like, listen, I ding it, take him in custody. But if you're going to light it up and you're on a very busy street and police are walking by, uh, it, the smell is gonna get you, man. The smell is gonna get you if you're standing around in one place. All right, if you're standing around, they're gonna get if if the car. Okay, boy, I could really smell that. All right, you know nothing helps uh, figuring out where marijuana is like the smell of it. So hey, guess what? Hey, it's right here. Uh, you can't can't just you can't you can't be stationary. Got to always be moving. It's, you know, ju- just like on the NBA <laughs> court, right? Got to always be moving. You're standing still, someone's blowing by. You got to always be moving. You got to be on the move. You can't be in one place, otherwise it's going to be, boy, I could smell that smell. Hey, you, come over here, come over here. I got, I, I got to talk to you for a second. Can't be, can't be in one place, man. Got to be moving.
6: Well, it's also just the brazes. like, well, even though it's a law on the books, are you enforcing it or are you not? Right? Because mm-hmm. that's one of the arguments that comes through. And and if you do a, a little bit of research, as we do for all our, our big stories around here, it's the, well, normally you're okay, but that's that's not going to get you out of a court. Date That's not going to keep a a cop from deciding, hey, you know what? I'm going to enforce it this time, right? Just because you're going 65 in a 45 zone doesn't mean it's okay. You might get away with it 90 times. The 91st. You're in in court in traffic court saying, "Well, why were you going 20 miles an hour over the speed limit in this area?" Well, you know, I've, I'm saying I've done it before and you didn't bother is not a defense. So, yeah, here here you go, James Harden making some headlines, and well, we got a little bit of a peak of Fashion Week now, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. This is this is fashion. This is James Harden's Fashion Week. This is how it's going for him so far. And look, I didn't like the, the fact that you were disparaging the way people dress going to a strip club. Just because you go in sweats and a cut off sweatshirt or t shirt, doesn't doesn't mean the a rest of the world sweatshirt. does. Come on, I
4: don't wear a cut off sweatshirt. Come on, man. What? I'm not Bill Belichick. I don't wear cut off sweatshirt. Right now, cut off sleeves. But look, if if I'm going, see what I like to do with my fashion is I like to give the impression that boy, this guy so must be so rich he doesn't care what he wears. He could or wear he sweats has no everywhere.
6: money whatsoever, he so he's not worth pulling
4: everywhere. over. <laughs> I'll tell you, you – because you, you know you know where I, where I realized that was, a, that was the way to go? is like I would say this is like 20 years ago. One of our good friends uh, was a casting director for game shows. And so once in a while, she would say, hey, can you come in and be the, and be the, the test contestant for me? Because yeah, they knew I could, you know, the personality I had, you know, outgoing. Hey, can you come and just be the test contestant? We need somebody. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I would go in and help out for a couple hours. It was kind of fun. And one day I went in, and I was a test contestant, and they taped stuff. And they said, all right, if you can hang for a few minutes, we're going to call Merv in so we can come and look at it. And I was like, oh, oh, Wait, this you is got Merv. to meet Merv? This is a Merv Griffin show. I'm like, oh wow. So Merv Griffin comes down. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna meet Merv Griffin, right? So Merv Griffin comes in and he comes into a studio, right? This is a studio where they're gonna look at things and everything else. And he walks and he goes, "Ah, oh, we got a bunch of geniuses in this room. This is awesome. I'm like, oh, well, that's a pretty good line. He comes into the studio with his dog on a leash, wearing the most expensive dress shirt you could possibly imagine, and sweatpants. And I'm like, that's a baller. That's how I want to dress. He comes into the studio with his dog wearing an expensive-ass dress shirt and sweats.
6: Yeah, that's my guy. That's that's how I want to dress. That's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Especially now. Think about how he would dominate Zoom calls now. Oh, sure. Right? All Are business up Absolutely. top, party down low. I mean, mm. come on.
1: <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
4: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
1: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
6: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
4: A big story out of Major League Baseball today, and this is one fans are going to get all fired up, and I completely get it because I'm fired up too. As we get set to go to the All-Star game, we find out that two players specifically are planning to skip the All-Star game after they were selected as reserves. Those two players are... Astros shortstop Carlos Correa and second baseman Jose Altuve. They announced today they are not going to be attending the game at Coors Field. Uh, When they were both asked about it today, they both gave their reasons why, although I think we all know why. Here's Carlos Correa, why he has said no to the All-Star game.
3: I want to stay home. As you guys know, baseball is really important to me. But family will always come first. So we decided that I'm going to stay here with her, spend this time. Obviously, we don't get a lot of time together with baseball season. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, obviously. I'm grateful for everybody that voted for me uh, to be in the All-Star Game. Um, baseball means you know, the world to me, but I want to be with my family this time, especially with my, with my, with my wife. Uh, spending this time with her is our first child, so I need I need that time. It's How tough was the
5: decision,
3: Carlson? It's, it's a tough decision, man. Like I said, you know, people voted for me to be in it. People want to see me play in it. Um, but you know, uh, we've been trying now for a long time to have her first child, and now that it's finally there in her belly, I wanna, I wanna be able to spend those those days with her, and uh, you know, get to go through the whole experience, go to the doctor's appointment, see the baby, and the sonograms and everything. So, you know, I, I really wanna enjoy that part.
4: Okay, let's just say this: his wife is pregnant. She is due in November. Okay, so she's due in November. All right, now, how about Jose Altuve? He gave his reasons as well why he is skipping the All-Star game.
6: I really need this for days. I'm putting my my team first because I really think we, we have a, a chance to win this year.
4: Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, all that is a load of crap. It's all a load of crap. Look, When, when Jacob deGrom skips the All-Star game... Honestly, I think it was anywhere but Colorado he would go because that's where he kind of started getting hurt when he went and, and, and had to pitch and hit in the, in the mile-high air, so I get it. He's also not coming off a big cheating scandal. So, yeah, okay, I get that, hey, I'm going to say this even though my guys decided to skip the game. Uh, do, is, do you really think that Correa and Altuve are skipping the game to be with their family, or do they just not want the entire weekend the or the entire week in three days to be about the Astros cheating scandal, to hear them get Get booed as often as they're going to get booed during player introductions. No, they're not down for it, so they're saying we're skipping it. right? They've given enough of a reason to make it seem passable. Well, I want to spend time with my family. Okay, yeah, you know, we're, we're kind of tired. We're in the midst of a run. Yeah, okay. Just enough to make it look like, hey, uh, you know, we're just tired. I want to get going for the second half. Nobody else is opting out, nor the non pitchers are opting out, but they decide from the same team that we're going to be the ones who are going to say no. They are are 100% skipping, obviously because they don't want to go through that entire huge controversy of they're just going to Boomi. That's just going to happen, so I'm not going to do it. Right? That's completely why they're not going. Now Michael Brantley is going. Michael Brantley's only been with on the team since 2019, so being with the Indians for most of his career, he's not nearly as identifiable with the cheating scandal as Altuve and Correa are, who were on the team and were beneficiaries uh, in the biggest way, because they are the kind of the faces of the this. Uh, but to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, I got to be with my family, got to do all these things." I, I mean, come on. I mean, re- I mean, I, I was bored at night, but not last night. I would rather just say I'm skipping it because I don't want to get booed. I know what the experience is going to be like. I'm not down for it. And 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 lay the blame at the feet of somebody else to say, "Hey, this is why I'm not going because this is what the week's going to be like for me and I'm not doing it." D- d- oh, if you're not going to go, just own it. Don't give me some reason that oh, I want to be. A-. Everybody else, they're all going. Nobody else, unless people are injured. Everybody Everybody else, all the position players, they're all going. People voted you in, players voted you in for the reserves, and you said, No, I don't want to go because I'm, I'm going to go be home. I mean, look, I get everybody wants to be with their family. I understand this part of it, but boy, you really think this is anything, anything more than I don't want to go and just have a craptastic experience for three days? That's exactly
6: why. See, I take it back, and this is where we combine our, our vast knowledge of all things sports and sports entertainment. As Big Scott Hall would say, it's okay to be the bad guy. So here's what, you know, and we're commemorating 11 years ago, the decision, LeBron, James, and company, what was my only criticism of it the entire time we've been together on air here on Fox Sports Radio? You had to understand there were going to be a certain percentage of people that didn't like the team-up aspect of it. And they never embraced being the villain. For the Astros here, number one, uh, how egomaniacal to think anybody gives a damn about you at this point. This is going to be a celebration and bowing down to Shohei Ohtani, Fernando Tatis, and all the young guys. But sure, let's make it about you for the purpose of this conversation. (laughs) Okay, Yeah, you'll get booed at introductions. You know what? Call Ric Flair. He's got plenty of robes in a closet. He'd be happy to be part of the all-star festivities. And you guys walk out with him. You play the Spake Zarathustra, and you have a grand old time. You embrace it. You got a radio. You got a computer. You got a microphone. Whatever you need to have. In your hand to talk about hey we embrace the lunacy of a couple of years ago are we done are we done moving on yeah i look be with your family first child there's nothing like it the anticipation all of those things i, I get it and you could play that sentiment but for the purpose of the all-star game just go you've got a short window with this a- and embrace the villainy you don't have to admit to anything because, again, it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about all these other young stars and how do you hit this guy? Can you believe what he's doing? If you were able to do any sport and be successful two ways, what would you want to be? I mean, all of those stupid questions that are going to come out, it's it's not going to be focusing on the Astros. I, I hate to tell them. Oh, it won't be,
4: no, you're right, it won't be focused on the, but every question they get and everything's going to be around the cheating scandal. And when they're introduced, they're all going to get booed, that's how it's going to happen. They don't want to have a crap Look, it's like going on vacation, right? If you said to me, okay, we got a vacation planned. All right, it sounds great. And over the course of a year, things happen to make the vacation not really well, right? Let's just say I plan to go see my family. Hey, it's great, we're coming, we're very excited. Over the course of the year, I start disagreeing with my family on things, and we're on opposite sides of a lot, and then and 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 things happen and suddenly now i'm not talking to a couple of my aunts and i'm not talking to a couple of my uncles and they're not you know and and, and if i go back it's just going to be a bad experience i'm going to say i'm going to find a way to to not go back oh, you read back. my diary i don't, <laughs> don't want to go back well listen you just show up off the plane and your brother start beating you up in the airport i mean i'd at least make it to somebody's house before it started and you know and then i would say okay you know what why am i going back for this vacation it's just going to be misery and i'm gonna to say, I can't wait to leave, so I'm going to go. So I get these guys. I, that's exactly what it's going to be. Personally, it's going to be hell for them. And even if it's not, they're going to they're gonna wonder every five seconds, is somebody lurking around a corner that's going to yell at me and go, shame! And start beating a trash can or something else. Shame. I'm going to go to a fan fest and guys are going to bring trash cans in and throw people in it. Is that what's going to happen? Is, is that, I'm not going to have that, I'm not going to risk that happening because some crazy ass fans are going to do that. So I get why they're not going. Just own it. Just own it and say, I don't want to have a craptastic time. I know what's going to happen, and, and that's how it's going to go, and I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm going to focus on my team for the second half. Just say that. When you say, oh, my family. Because so many so many things are thrown out there that – are blanket reasons when someone doesn't want to do something that they think they can't be questioned on, right? If I say, Hey, I'm retired. Why are you retiring from this job? I'm retiring. I want to spend more time with my family. And then six months later, you're taking another head coaching job. Well, what happened to time wait, well, wait time? wait with a minute. Wait a minute. I was done. <laughs> I mean, it's are so covering. Oh, I spend time with my, oh, I can't question that. Cause I look like yeah. a bad guy. If I'm saying, I'm questioning you saying you want to spend time no, with right. your family, right? So that, that's what people try to hide behind that at times. I look I look like I said, I would rather they just own it. You got they've never owned the cheating scandal at all. They had a couple of hey, I'm sorry, but I don't really know what I'm sorry for, and then they just got mad because everybody hated them. They've never really owned it. They were never really punished, and now they're backing out because the least you can do is just own it and say, Yes, this is why we're not going, so suck it. I'll see you guys <laughs> on the other side
6: of the second half. I'm sorry if I caused the game any distress. <laughs> <laughs> if I angered anybody. How about that? You could do one of those.
5: Mm.
6: Just just go. Embrace the villainy and be done with it. That's it. it. It'll be gone. And it's not about you. Go and cheer Otani and just talk about him. Anytime they bring that up. Wow, you know what? The game is in such a healthy place right now. Look what Shohei Otani's doing. Can you believe what this guy has done? It's, it's not about you misdirection, man. Hey, a question for you. Uh,
4: Jose, do you think that Shohei, how many home runs would he have if he had a buzzer under his jersey telling him what pitch was coming? Like, would he have 40 home runs? Would he have 60 home runs? Well, I'll tell you, as a pitcher,
6: he's got a very, uh, you know, he's he's very learned and, and is able to predict better what's coming out of a pitcher's hand. I think that's where he's got a distinct advantage in this game. Next Do you think, Otani, the
4: acoustics in the dugout and and hallway area are good enough that if you banged a trash can, he could hear it? Or are the acoustics different in Anaheim than they are in Houston? Can we have a test to see if that works better in the open air than it does in a closed stadium? Can we do that experiment?
6: Well, I've been told as soon as he hits the dugout, he listens to nothing but Enya. And it's in his earwaves and in his in, in part of his being for the entirety of a game. So he couldn't hear anything anyway. Fans, you know, it's not being disrespectful. He loves you all. He just, you know, has to be in that zone.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is it. We've got
5: an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is...
4: Joining us now on the hotline, a man I started the day with, and I'm going to finish it with him. Ryan Hollins, 10 years in the NBA, UCLA superstar, who spent the entire Dan Patrick show with me today, Mike, telling me about how good Johnny Juzang is going to be next year. Uh, Big Dog, what's happening? Did
3: he like
6: man? my theory, though?
3: What up, Ryan? What is- what is going on, guys? This has been one long day for the both of us.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least I went. I got a nap after doing Dan Patrick early. Did you get a nap at all, or no? No, I did not.
3: I did not nap. I went straight to a workout and I and I powered through it. But but hey, man, at least we got the NBA finals going, man. This this was a gold day to be working in sports now.
4: I'll tell you. We, well, we have it for another couple games at least. Uh, hey, after what you saw tonight and the first couple of games from the Suns, is there any way the Bucks can get back in this in, in, in when they get back to Milwaukee?
3: I just honestly don't see it. I think they should be able to get an emotional win. Uh, you know, like let's fight off elimination and not go down 3-0 win. But ultimately, uh, this is going to be tough. We, we talked about it earlier, Jay. Uh, the Bucks don't they don't make adjustments. And they get even worse when you see Giannis Ball. What is Giannis Ball? Giannis Ball means everybody clear out, and I'm going to go barreling in to the opposition and see if that is going to work out. And it, and it hasn't. They've got to play through Chris Middleton. And we talk so much about, hey, spread the ball around. Let Middleton, you know, get the ball and, and create and, you know, ball movement and all that. Giannis is like, blah. You know, my knee feels fine enough. Let me Let me go back to what got me here. And he got his numbers, but those are empty numbers in the NBA finals because you can wear down, and he's struggling from the free throw line. So we respect the valiant effort from him, but it's just not going to be enough. against. We talked about it, Jay. You said it earlier. We both said it. The Phoenix Suns are going to get a good shot every time down the floor. So it's Giannis Ball versus the Suns Ball Movement, and Ball Movement is always going to prevail in coaching.
6: Well, as much as it was Giannis Ball, you still had your two and three, as Jason and I were talking about. Middleton and Holiday combined to go 12-37. Uh, is, is the fact that you're in the game is, is impressive with, with those kind of numbers.
3: Well, it, it, it's hard to get in rhythm when you got a guy who – it's not that he's a black hole. It's the defense. The way that Giannis plays, the defense doesn't have to help. So the rest of the other four guys on the floor are sitting around. So there's no, there's no coincidence that you watch the Phoenix Suns play. Mikhail Bridges is playing well. Jay Crowder is hitting shot. Aiden is diving to the rim because they move the ball around the horn. They run pick and roll. They run things that get everybody else involved. So that's why there's a group effort. Right now it looks like Giannis versus the Suns, and Giannis isn't going to beat the Suns by himself, unfortunately.
4: You know, I look at what the biggest moment of the series was, and it was with a little bit less than three minutes left to go. They're coming out of a timeout in which Chris Paul just missed a step-back three where he looked tired, and the Suns looked like they were run down. They come out of the timeout, and they miss two threes, the Bucs can't get the, uh, the defensive rebound. The Suns get both offensive rebounds, and Ayton flips it to Chris Paul in the corner for a three, and that six-point lead, the Bucs were like, hey, we can cut this to a one-possession game. Now jumps out to nine, and from that point, the game was over. I thought that was the biggest possession of the finals so far. Did you see did that have that much of an impact for you? I-, I thought that was huge, but honestly, we've
3: seen this story all playoff long from Phoenix. You know, they've grinded out. I mean, there were games where the Clippers looked like they were going to make this thing a 2-2 series. And the Phoenix Suns, just like they can win ugly games. Championship teams can play in different gears and, and, and win ugly games. They don't mind the slow pace or the fast pace. Uh, they're going to play with you, and that that's what's tough. You look at Milwaukee, Milwaukee has to win on the defensive end, and they have to win from the free throw line. But that's not what they're doing. The, the points in the paint, it's not, it's not working out, you know? There's no adjustment. There's no, hey, let's get to a better matchup that we have because Giannis, at the same time, he's so dominant. He's not a closer. He's struggling for in the free throw line. And at the same time, it is hard to score in the paint over bodies all game long. So mine is just like, back up, let him get ahead of steam. And if the guy with the sword knee wants to play hero ball, by all means, let him do it. And, I, and honestly, Giannis ends up taking out and Craig uh, today. But, but like, I, I'm scared the way he's playing. It's just it's not smart, man. And I, I just hope that it lasts. I've seen enough of these darn injuries for the playoffs.
6: We got our first hero ball of these NBA playoffs and finals, Ryan Hollins. It goes to you, my guy. Uh, how, how difficult is it to play though? Like watching watching this game as it started to unfold. And yeah, Giannis got plenty of opportunities at the line when they really just said, "All right, if you're, it's going to run through you, we know what to do." Uh, but for everybody else, a lot of contact, a lot of bodies flying in that first quarter, and really no whistles. Right, the Bucks didn't get called for a foul until four minutes had elapsed in the second quarter how difficult is it to play like that when the officiating can be so disparate game to game
3: well that's where the experience kicks in you go deeper into the playoffs every game is different sometimes you literally cannot touch your opponent on the other end you know i remember playing the miami heat in a game seven and I, I sneezed on Chris Bosh. It was an accident. I sneezed on. My, I couldn't help it. And the referee was like, "Foul, number fifteen, Holland. You're out of here, buddy." But like that's just the way. That, that's, that's the way the games are called. And then I remember we had a game against the Seventy Sixers on the road, and I, I mean, you, you could but just body slam your opponent in that game. Just every playoff tempo game is different, and you know, you got to be able to adjust to them. And uh, you know whether it's whether it's you know attacking the hole harder, you know keeping your hands off of a driving defender, or knowing where your shots are going to be, you know. So that's why a guy like Devin Booker is dangerous because he's got the luxury to just keep on shooting. Oh, Devin Booker, you, you're in a slump. You didn't shoot well. Well, shoot some more. You know, they're they're comfortable with him playing that way, and Devin Booker under, understands his role. So you know, Phoenix is dangerous because of that. But you're absolutely right. You know, and and think about Milwaukee. You, you know, if they keep getting the whistle, keep getting called, Yadick can pro- darn near probably foul out your entire team, you know, the way that he's playing. So uh, it, every single game is completely different, and that is where experience weighs in heavy.
4: Ryan Hollins with us, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. You know, the game really, it got it started to get away from the Bucks in the second quarter. And it was really shocking because they did exactly what they wanted to do in the first quarter. You know, they, they, they brought the ball inside. They remembered they were a big team and they really caused Phoenix problems. Devin Booker couldn't get any shots off and they were playing extremely well. And then it's like they just forgot everything in the second quarter and started hoisting up threes and taking ill-advised shots. Nobody could make it and the Suns outscored them by 14 and they take control of the game there. Uh, what happened to the Bucks? Everything started out so well for them in the first Quarter in the second quarter, everything fell apart.
3: They don't have different gears, you know. If we're going to look at the Bucks, you know, the one option is Giannis blast your way to the hole, and the second option is once they help, you know, kick it out to a three. Well, Monty Williams is like, well, let's take away the other options. Giannis go be a hero. You think about the Suns; it comes down to options. So at some point, you know, they got stops. that got into out in transition. They, you know, they start to knock down some threes. The crowd got into it. And they they have a it's funny even when they were down Jay, it might, like they had a confidence like we're going to be back in it. There was no surprise on the Phoenix Suns players' face. They're just in that zone, and they believe in each other, man. When you see DeAndre Ayton roll to the basket or attack an offensive rebound, he knows if he's get, he knows that he's getting an extra possession for Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So he's going with that much more urgency. Mikael Bridges is running the. the the, the lanes like a Ferrari, man. I, I mean, he is getting out on the wing and he is taking off because he knows he's going to get the basketball. He knows what it means to his team. You don't see those same efforts on the Bucs. The the Milwaukee Bucks are not a team, they're a group of individuals. When you get Giannis playing one on one and you got to take your hat off to Monty Williams, that's the game plan from mine, <laughs> you know, and they're executing it and it's paying dividends, but it is hard to play that style and especially when the superstar who's playing the style, I'm going to reiterate it again, he is injured and banged up. I really am concerned for Giannis Antetokounmpo.
6: Wow. That's... uh... Coming off of the stat line that he put, uh, putting that tag to it certainly is uh, is going to be headlines. At the Ryan Hollins on Twitter uh, is where you're going to find all that and all the other takes uh, as he goes. The Opinionated Seven Footers, the podcast as well. So, Ryan, uh, as you go through, how do you t- – how do you talk to a guy like Giannis and just say, for the betterment of the team, we, we, we've we got to get some flow? We've got to push back? Or is it, hey, it's his team and they brought in the ancillary parts and, and let it fall where they may?
3: You're going to have to break down some film, and it's tough because he is incredibly effective. But just say, hey, Giannis, like, we we got to get the ball movement. And then you've got to challenge Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is probably one of the – the Howe Holiday family are some of the best individuals you ever meet and speak to in your life. you got to say, hey, Drew, you got to get out. Drew, it's time for you to play. We need you. you got to be effective. you got to be aggressive. You can't be 2 fur or over. You know, we're going to put the ball in your hands and Chris's hands, and Giannis, get those guys a shot. You know, because the one luxury of Giannis is as a defender – Excuse me, I sound like a foul. You. You foul on um, you. <laughs> um, Did you just, you, you, sne- wanna... you
4: just sneezed on? Uh, is, is Chris Bosch right next to you? Is that, is oh that is right goodness. next
3: That's okay. oh exactly how it happened. Foul, Holland. No, but you don't want to <laughs> leave a guy like Giannis because you know how dominant he is rolling to the rim and getting behind the defense. So, you know, if, if you have him opening up lanes for the rest of the team. That's huge. So Giannis is going to have to be a center, a screen setter. He's going to have to be in these actions in a different type of way than we've seen before for them to have a level of success. But I just don't see it. And Giannis Ball seemingly has gotten you this far, and I think the Bucks are arrogant to think so. And I'm logical enough to say it's been injuries, brother. You guys weren't going to beat the Nets. You just outlasted the Nets. And I don't think that's going to be a, a, a successful plan against the Phoenix Suns. They are young enough. That they're going to last. Their bodies are holding up.
4: About to be named the new head coach of the Milwaukee
6: Bucks for game three well. it is Ryan
4: Hollins.
2: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> a no,
6: that, that's a team. legit question, though. <laughs> oh, my right? God. Right? Is, is that still on oh. the table, even though they've advanced this far, Ryan? Could we see a dissatisfaction from their newly re inked superstar that sends boot holes packing?
3: We could, man. The, the, the worst, as far as longevity in sports, the paycheck is good, but the worst. Job in sports when it comes to longevity as the NBA head coach. You can win, you can have success, you can have a championship. Just ask Rick Carlisle, and the team will move on for you. If you're not on the same page with the superstar, but the team doesn't think that you you have delivered on what the expectations are, and Giannis is tricky. You know, if, if Giannis, you know, Giannis is playing a LeBron or KD role, and he's not those guys. You know, so yeah, man, he's a monster in the paint, but it doesn't translate to winning. You know, Giannis drops a 40-ball, a double-double with a 40-ball, a 40-ball double-double, and you lose.
4: He's on Twitter. He's on Twitter, at the Ryan Hollins, also in his burner accounts, uh, new Bucks head coach uh, on Twitter
3: there as well. You You guys are something else.
4: Hey, really quick, I want to ask you, how is our poll going, Mike? We, we, filling in today, when I told, you know, we, we were talking about the, the Tokyo Olympics and that, you know, they're not allowing uh, spectators, we talked about being double vaccinated. And Ryan's like, what do you mean double vaccinated? I said, getting double vaxed, getting, getting the, 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 the COVID shots. He goes, what do you mean? I got to get more? And, and he had never heard the phrase double vaxed. Like, ah. ne- never thought that. I'm like, okay, I can't be uh, – that's kind of what everybody says. So he put a poll up on Twitter saying, have people heard of the phrase double-vaxxed? I haven't looked. A- have you checked lately, uh, uh, Ryan, or who- who's winning that poll, you or I?
3: I'm going to check the poll right now as we speak. And, yeah, duh, is at 52% to 48%. So okay, so I'm winning so, so, I'm up, winning so far by 4%. Percent. Yeah. Okay. Mike, do you know, do you, Mike, do you
6: know what double vax is? I'm assuming that just means you got your double shots. See? He's, he's assuming it, but he's not all in on it. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, there, look, I know people that went and got multiple shots from different purveyors. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I'm getting all the vaccination I can. <laughs> oh, my Ryan said goodness. I scared
4: him when I said, Are you double vaccinated? He thought, I got to go get another I got to go get more. Shots. I got to get oh, no, Pfizer, no, I got to get
6: Moderna, I got to get Johnson & Johnson, I got to get all of these. Because I know no, other folks that got one and said, I don't feel well off this, I'm not going back for the second. <laughs>
3: no, hey, our phone, our phone or our caller was, was, Mike, uh, Mike, was it Mike Lee, if I'm not mistaken? He yeah, it was out. Michael Lee, yeah. He back. Yeah, Mike. he yeah. really freaked out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well hey i know it's been a long day thanks so much for staying up as always big dog appreciate it man i'll talk to you soon i'll keep an eye on that poll see how that finishes tomorrow hey,
3: man, hey you you guys are my hero man still going strong man keep it up man
6: all right we'll try hustle is we'll real try. man
3: be
4: good
2: <laughs> i'm Katya adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico